Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Winner's Circle podcast. I am your host, Joshua Garman, um, and we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this week, surprisingly. Um, the preseason is happening. There isn't much new in terms of the NFL preseason itself, but there is some interesting news coming about out about players and that sort of thing. Uh, we got some compelling NHL news that I want to talk about later on in the show, and also some interesting stuff happening in the NBA as well. Um, so, also a very funny anecdote about an MLB player that we will discuss later on. So, you guys just stay tuned and enjoy the seventh episode of the Winner's Circle podcast. So there's not really much in terms of old news. The only thing I could really think of in terms of old news that I've heard recently uh, is there was a member of the Belgian team, a goaltender by the name of Thibaut Courtois, who left Chelsea from the Premier League to become a goalkeeper for Real Madrid. I actually saw him do an Instagram post on this today. Um, Just... He was about to play a game, and he was speaking in Spanish with the hashtag Hala Madrid, which is the, um, it's like their slogan. So, um, him joining forces with Modric, Luka Modric, who played for the Croatian national team, uh, is going to be really interesting because Belgium and Croatia were two of the teams that I was really fascinated by when watching during the World Cup this year. Um, I'm looking to learn more about Real Madrid as a team. I personally am an FC Barcelona fan. I'm disappointed that we no longer have Neymar Jr. as he went to PSG with uh, Kylian Mbappe playing for the French national team. Uh, And, I mean, like, good for him. You know, he's doing his thing. But I, I would have just liked to see him stay and play with Messi. Uh, however, we do have Umtiti, who was on the um, French national team as well, as well as some other good players on FC Barcelona. So uh, that is pretty much it for old news. We're going to go right into the rundown. Uh, starting out with the NFL, we have the Redskins, who have... Uh, I say right here that they intend to make a deal with... Uh, the Arizona with Adrian Peterson, former Arizona Cardinal and former Minnesota Viking. Uh, he has actually already sealed that deal now, um, to my knowledge. And I am actually really excited about this because he is a player that I think the Redskins could use in a capacity such as Clinton Portis. Now, do I think at his age... And maybe, you know, like what he has left in the tank, do I think that he is going to be as good as Clinton Portis? No, it's just I think that he's the closest running back they've had since him to be at that high of a level. Um, They have Samaj Perrine, who I have to actually watch some game tape on because I haven't really paid attention to the Redskins that much. But when I heard about this move, I was really excited, and everybody was talking down on it. But I think this is a really good pickup for the Redskins. Um, I forget what their quarterback situation is currently, um, 
and I, I need to look into their team some more. Uh, but with Adrian Peterson, I'm really excited to see how they develop, um, and I'll be looking into them in the future just to you know see what's going on with their team. Uh, next, we have the Browns, who have expressed interest in signing Des Bryant to their roster. Uh, this is kind of fascinating because, I mean, it's the Browns. They were the worst team in the league last year, 0-16. And their head coach probably just wants to protect their job. However, I don't know if this is the right move, considering that Des Bryant has been known to cause some controversy while he has been in the locker room. Um, I have nothing against Des Bryant. I thought his career at Oklahoma State was very, very good. Um, I was excited when he went to the Cowboys. I started noticing he was falling off a little bit. Uh, And I'm not exactly sure what the whole Des Bryant situation was. I need to look more into it. That was back when... I was on the outskirts, not really paying attention to what was happening in sports anymore. Um, But now I'm back, and I want to learn more. I've been really intrigued by a lot of the stuff happening in sports, which is why I made this podcast. Um, And I think that he has a few other choices that he could potentially work for, and I'm going to talk about those now. So the first team that I see him potentially being with this is if they offer him a contract uh which is not a seal not set in stone uh is the new york jets and i think this could be a fantastic move for des bryant if the jets were to take it into consideration um the jets aren't what they were once were when you consider eras with stars such as curtis martin at running back jericho cotchery at wide receiver and darrell revis um, at cornerback, they no longer have Nick Mangold at center, who was pretty good. He, I'm surprised he's still a free agent. Um, however, they are on the verge of rebuilding their team. They have a long way to go, but if Sam Darnold t- turns out to prove himself, um, I think it could be the right move for them. Uh, any quarterback needs the right pieces around them, and having a veteran wide receiver who has some experience, but uh, who has experience but still has some mileage left in the tank would provide a good influence for younger members of the core. Uh, the only other really notable name I saw out of this was former Ohio State QB Terrell Pryor. Uh, I would really like to see them build up their wide receiver core as I think that's a necess- necessary part to any team. Uh, obviously there are questions about whether or not Bryant is going to be suitable to lead in this way with more voices leaning toward the answer no. But perhaps having less versatility in in the NFL will teach, uh, excuse me, let me uh, rephrase what I was saying. Less versatility in the market uh, in the NFL will teach him to be humble. It provides him a large market, causing less controversy if he were to join the AFC East as opposed to the NFC East. Because we've heard rumors that he was wanting to go to the New York Giants, which I would have just thought would have been a horrible disaster with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I I like Odell, but I I don't think those personalities would get along very well. Um, And then also in NFL news, we have uh, J.J. Watt. A year after the events of Hurricane Harvey, J.J. Watt 
defensive end for the Houston Texans, has raised $37 million uh, for the victims. He donated $100,000 of his own money at the beginning of the fundraiser via a site called youcaring.com, and he made his goal of $200,000 in two hours. Uh, and I, I was just like thoroughly satisfied when reading this. I thought this was fantastic. I, I really admire JJ Watt for what he's doing in the community. Um, I, I think more players should be doing that and cause they have a lot of influence and they can use their power for good. So I, I would like to see more players do that in the future. The fact that he's raised $37 million in a year is quite impressive. Uh, and you know, some people are probably going to say, oh, he donated a hundred thousand dollars of his own money. Um, when he's a million, well, when he's like getting million dollar con million, millions of dollars in contracts. Uh, I, I don't look at it that way. I, I think about it as $100,000 is a big sum of money, and that was only at the beginning of the fundraiser. That doesn't mean he couldn't have contributed more along the way. Uh, and the fact that he's been doing this is just very cool. Um, I appreciate the fact that there are players like J.J. Watt who are willing to do this um, as they could be selfish and just keep the money for themselves um, and whatever they want to do with it. And that's that story um, that was reported by ESPN. Now we have a report by Yahoo Sports that claims Doug Peterson is not impressed with Nick Foles' performance in the preseason. So last week he played against the Patriots. According to Doug Peterson, he says that he's done, that he's seen enough. Uh, after Foles threw 13 for 17 with two interceptions and a fumble against the Patriots. Uh so when thinking about this, I am a little bit disappointed in Doug Peterson. First of all, because it's only the preseason, um, and if there's anywhere you want your players to make mistakes, it's in the preseason and not the regular season. So, and if you're looking at it, he had two interceptions and a fumble. Yes, those things are bad, um, but he also threw 13 for 17, which is very good. Um and, you know, Carson Wentz was injured last season when they made it to the Super Bowl, and Nick Foles had to fill in, and he gave a superior performance against the Patriots, a really tough team. Uh, so I would not throw him, like, out just yet. I would give him a chance, give him a shot, let him play the last preseason game. He had a shoulder injury, too, and the fumble is one of those things that you're not necessarily able to control. Um, it depends on the way your body's positioned. I get, I guess you do have a little bit of control over it, but the be-all, end-all is that it's not totally your fault when the ball is fumbled. Um, if somebody had told me that when I was watching Ryan Matthews, I would have freaked probably, but that's what I think. I think that there is some level of control that you have over it, but I do not think that you're the only person that helps to cause that. Um, next, we're going to move on to the NBA. Uh, starting with the first story, Tony Parker claims that he will retire Spurs player. Uh, this doesn't surprise me on Tony's end, uh, considering he built a legacy with the San Antonio Spurs, and he has great respect for Greg Popovich, 
Popovich, it makes sense that he would want to retire in San Antonio. What I don't understand is the fact that he moved to Charlotte. It makes no sense if you want to retire a spur um, and then you move to the Hornets. Especially when you're Tony Parker's age in the NBA, it's easy for him to get hurt. Uh, he Maybe he figures if he moved to Charlotte, he could forge a relationship with Michael Jordan. Uh, however, he does run the risk of getting injured. And if it were me, I would would have just with the Spurs. You've been a lifelong Spur your entire career. Um, the fact that you're moving now is going to lessen your chances to retire a Spur, especially if you suffer from a career-ending injury. The Sure, they can retire your jersey. They can you know, do all sorts of symbolic stuff. But if I were a player, I would have wanted to be there to retire. Um, and, you know, good luck to Tony Parker. He's been one of these players that I've looked up to since I was a little kid. Um, I remember getting the NBA Live with him on the cover and really enjoying playing that game. That's actually how I learned about the Golden State Warriors. Um, funny story, just because, like, I had not known all of the NBA teams that had existed up to that point. And then when I figured out that the Warriors existed, I really liked the color schemes of their jerseys. I wish they would go back to those jerseys, by the way. Um, the fact that Baron Davis was on the team, a name that I recognized, I think I was playing NBA uh, Ballers Phenom at the time, and he was in the game. Uh, and I just really liked it. Uh, actually, I learned about him from NBA Street. And I'm running on a tangent right now, so I am going to go ahead and move on to the next story. And that is that the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, signed Vince Carter. Now, I was surprised that Vince Carter wasn't picked up by any other teams prior. I could have sworn that. You know, if any team was going to pick him up, it was going to be one that has a winning record already, uh, that, you know, has a good roster, but can send up a veteran off the bench who can provide. Uh, so I was thinking he was going to go to the Golden State Warriors. Now now I'm going to get backlash from fans being like, oh, he shouldn't have gone, like, he, he wouldn't have been a good fit for the Golden State Warriors. They already win all the time. Um... Yeah, but when you're a team that's on top, you want to keep winning. Uh, so I, I thought Vince Carter would have been a good move for them. Anyway, he signed with the Hawks. Uh, I think Vince Carter has been a solid player who's been consistent on practically every team he's been on. He has been on the Raptors. He's been with the, um, the Dallas Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Sacramento Kings, which surprisingly, you know, he's still bringing in his A-game, I mean, like, I'm I'm glad, but when most players move to the Kings, they don't want to give their all for them. Uh, I think it was a good move on behalf of the Hawks, which is a young team with no real established veteran presence. You have people like Torian Prince, Wayne Dedman, who are veterans, but none of these players have all-star resumes. Maybe Jeremy Lin, when he was in... Uh, Lin Sanity mode back when he was in the new on the New York Knicks, uh, but not now. He hasn't been performing nearly as well with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, nice acquisition, by the way, by the Atlanta Hawks. I was happy when I heard the news that they got him. 
I would have preferred him to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I thought that would have been where like he could have revived things. Maybe Linsanity Part Two happens there. Um, however, that doesn't mean he can't have Linsanity Part Two over in Atlanta. Uh, which you know, I'm surprised that they're not as big of a team as some of these other ones, considering you have Atlanta and all the influences that are there. Um, you know, you got Migos, you got a bunch of stuff in hip hop that's happening over there. I don't see why your team couldn't develop into something bigger. Uh, that being said, we're talking about Vince and with Vince, the maturity of the team changes. Uh, even if he doesn't deliver quite as much, that maturity that he brings to the team is needed desperately. Uh, mentoring players like Trey Young and Kevin Herter could help develop their potential in a positive way. Um, it's something that I would like to see them continue doing in the future with some guys in the NBA who may be a little younger than Vince, but have a good amount of experience in the league so they can provide some wisdom. Um, like, for example, Jamal Crawford, I don't think he has still been signed by anybody, so he's still a free agent. Um... And I'm not sure about the dates when free agency begins and ends. Uh, so I'm not certain of the status that he is in right now. But Jamal Crawford was another one of those players that I was like, why has nobody signed him? Yes, he has spent a long time in the league, but he has proven to be consistent time and time again. Uh, moving on to the MLB, we have Justin Verlander, uh, who apparently spent over a million dollars on lunch at Cabana Cafe in the Beverly Hills after being charged, or at least that's the story that he spent over a million dollars. But he was at Cabana Cafe in Beverly Hills after being charged a fee for being the quote-unquote Dodger killer, uh, which is in reference to the World Series that happened last year in which the Houston Astros defeated the LA Dodgers. Uh, so my initial thought before reading this article was that Justin Verlander had become too comfortable with the amount of money he made, uh, spending it basically as lavishly as he wants. Thankfully, this isn't the case. I could see absolutely no scenario in which someone would spend a million dollars on lunch, uh, unless you have like a truck full of pomegranates that you had delivered to you, actually multiple and then, like, you got some, like, rare sushi or whatever and a bunch of other bougie crap. Um, I, I don't see how that would happen. Uh, after reading through the article, I thought that the rest, what the restaurant did was kind of funny. Uh, however, if I were a professional athlete, I would never want that to happen to me. It would be really scary, especially if they were like, oh, you got to pay this bill. You ate here. Um, I'd be like, no, I don't. I I don't have money, that type of money to spend on you. And they would look at, like, the reports about how much you're earning based on your contract and be like, yes, you do. Um, it would just be a nightmare. Um, I'm hoping this was in good fun, and afterward they didn't make him pay the ludicrous sum of money that was on the receipt. Um, however, if he did, hats off to Justin Verlander for being an incredible guy. Um, seems like life's going pretty well for him. Uh now we're going to talk about the NHL. Uh, according to ESPN, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs hire Haley Wickenheiser as the team's assistant director of player development. 
So, Wickenheiser apparently has never played in the NHL or the AHL. However, she has had experience playing internationally against men. Uh, the article written by Greg Wyshynski also mentions other women that could become general managers if this trend were to continue, including Jaina Hefford, who coached in the Canadian Women's Hockey League, Julie Chu, Katie King-Crowley, who was a longtime Boston College coach and also an Olympic gold medalist, and others. Uh, from my perspective, I think this is an amazing step forward for the world of professional hockey, I see nothing wrong with women who are experienced in a sport being able to take leadership positions with an NHL organization. It makes perfect sense if they have the background to support it. I love that it's happening in the NHL, and I just want to tell the people who are in charge of the NHL to keep up the good work. Uh, and finally, this is a really short episode. I'm very sorry. Uh, maybe I should just take more time to prepare next time. Uh, but in the world of soccer, we have um, FC Arsenal... Uh, their boss, Unai Emery, puts to rest rumors that there's tension between him and Mesut Ozil. Uh, Mesut Ozil, if you're not familiar with him, he played for he's played for the German national team. He's a very good player. I really appreciate his performance and everything. Uh, and they're claiming that during their three-one win versus West Hampton, he was out due to illness. Um. I could expect nothing less from Mesut Ozil. I think he's a very dependable player. Uh, so if he said he was ill, he probably was. Um, I really enjoyed watching him play, uh, watching highlights of him and that sort of thing. He is one of my favorite, one of my favorite players. Um, I still wish that Sweden would have won that game against Germany. That was rigged. Um, talking about the World Cup, but uh, Ozil, he's a great player, and I hope that whatever he does, whether he decides to stay with Arsenal or if he moves to a different team, that things work out for him. Uh, and then finally, we have the Tottenham Hotspur, which is also another one of my teams that I really enjoy. Uh, they moved a U.S. defender named Cameron Carter Vickers to Swansea City as a loan for the season. So according to this, there was problems with international travel and that sort of thing. Swansea City, according to the article, I think it said something like they were relegated from the Premier League. Uh, I guess that means that they're no longer in the Premier League for the time being. Uh, and that Vickers is joining with Swansea City, but it's not a permanent thing. The article also mentioned that he is signing a contract within, that lasts until 2021 with Tottenham Hotspur, I guess to sort of get things worked out until such a point as he can come back. Uh, now, I am not familiar with Cameron Carter Vickers, but the fact that they... Because you don't hear this very often where U.S. players come to the Premier League uh, with the exception of Tim Howard when he was playing for Everton. I can't really think of many other players that have done that. Uh, then again, I'm fairly new to soccer. Uh, I really enjoy the sport, but I definitely don't have the background like other people might. But it got me excited that he's going to Swansea City, because Swansea City is one of those teams that like, I've been 
on the back burner, like just waiting to sort of check out, uh, but haven't really done much in, haven't done much yet, but this might even inspire me to start paying more attention to them. Uh, that being said, I am very sorry for the shortness of this episode. I expected it to be way longer. Um, there's just not a lot going on right now. Um, however, I hope these stories, oh, I didn't even mention the other teams that I was going to talk about that could work for Des Bryant. So let's go ahead and go to NFL.com and we're going to go to teams. And sorry, this is a very like spontaneous spur of the moment thing. Uh, I meant to have prepared all of the teams, but apparently I only wrote down one. But the other team that I was thinking about was the Oakland Raiders, and the reason why is because I think if anybody could straighten uh, Des Bryant out, I think it could be Derek Carr, their quarterback. Um, I think somebody who's humble like that. I remember back when he was playing for the Houston Texans before they replaced him with Matt Schaub, um, and then he moved to the Carolina Panthers. Uh Mad respect for Derek Carr. He's had to grind to get where he is today. Um, and I just think that that would be somewhere where, you know, Des Bryant would benefit from it. The Raiders would definitely benefit from it with a player of Bryant's caliber. And, uh, let me look at their roster real quick. Um, Oakland right there. No, why did it move up? Oakland Raiders. And while I'm at it, let's see what other teams I think he would be good on. Redskins, no. Titans, no. Tampa Bay, no. Probably a better fit than a lot of teams, but still no. Seattle Seahawks, not. I'm not thinking so. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, that could be interesting. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, no. Oakland, I already said yes. New York Jets, that was the team I already talked about. Giants, no. Saints, no. New England, no. Minnesota, no. Miami, maybe. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, they're doing fine. The Chargers, no. Stay away from my team. Uh, the Chiefs, no. They got Tyreek Hill. Jacks, no. Colts, not really. Houston, Green Bay, Detroit. He might he might fit in Detroit. I, I don't know. But I don't think that Des Bryant would want to go to Detroit. Denver Broncos, no. Dallas Cowboys, no. Because that's where he was. Cleveland Browns, uh, they're talking about it. If they seal a deal, I'm all for it. Um, Cincinnati, no. Chicago, you know what? Chicago might actually be a very good fit for him. Um, let's pull up their roster. Okay, so let's see who the Raiders have, because I have not paid as much attention to football um, recently as I once did. So a lot of these names don't ring a bell anymore. Um, and we're going to go to team... I, I apologize for the long pauses in this episode. I'm, uh, 
I normally have all of this stuff prepared, and I'm very deeply sorry. I have to do better. Um, so yeah, um, let's see. They have apparently they have Dominique Rogers Cromartie on defense, uh, which I was not aware of, and I am glad that they have them because he is very good. Derek Carr, Derek Carr at quarterback, Jared Cook, Jared Cook is a very good tight end, I'm, I think that, you know, that's definitely a step in the right direction on offense, where are all the offensive players, you're giving me only defense, I know defense wins championships, but Guys need offense, too. Dwayne Harris, I have no idea who that is. Johnny Holton, again, no knowledge. And by the way, I'm trying to keep it real with you guys. If there's something that I don't know about, I'm not going to comment on it because I don't want to, you know, throw myself under the bus. Uh, they got Marshawn Lynch. I forgot about that. Marshawn Lynch is a very good running back. Um, and I think he fits the Raiders mold very well. Um, Jordy Nelson. Okay, so that is actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah, if Des Bryant and Jordy Nelson, as well as Jared Cook are on the team, that's a very strong receiving uh, core right there. And then you have these other guys who... You know, you can move along the way, maybe in a couple of seasons. Reggie Nelson on defense, he was very solid. Um, so. Let me see. Anybody else who I recognize? Uh, no, that looks like that's about it. Um, besides Donald Penn on offensive line, those are the names that stand out to me. But I think he would be a good fit there, that he would do a lot for that team, that, you know, he would be a high contributor that maybe, like, in the future they can draft a few rookies, move some of these players into free agency if they don't want to re-sign them or trade them away for future draft picks, that sort of thing. Um, and now we're going to see about the Chicago Bears, who I wish they would get back to the days where they were like Erlacher and Lance Briggs and that sort of thing. Unfortunately, they're not. So they got Prince of Mukamara on defense, who was awesome when he was on both the Giants and the Jags, uh... Joshua Bellamy, I got that confused with the Bellamy that used to play for the Saints, the safety. Um, I don't recognize these guys. Oh, right, they had, um, they didn't get Alan Hearns, they got Alan Robinson, right? Who are these guys? Taylor Gabriel, that name sounds vaguely familiar. He plays wide receiver. So far, nobody I know. Other than Prince of Mukamara. 
Um, let me see. Garrett Johnson. Yep, still nobody I know, and I'm almost two-thirds of the way through the list. Except for Mukamara. Okay, so yes, I was correct. They did get Allen Robinson. That is a great... He's very good. Um, considering I live in Jacksonville, I've been to a few Jags games, and he tears it up. So I'm excited to see what he does in Chicago. Um, I think if they were to add Des Bryant, that that would be an amazing move for them. Um, let's see if they have anybody else on their wide receiver core that's of note. It doesn't look like it. No, uh, I don't see anybody else. Then again, Chicago is one of those teams that I, I don't really care to watch. Um, maybe that'll change if they get Des Bryant. I'm not sure about how, like, how many other teams are going to give him contracts if anybody's going to give him a contract. Um, how would he fit in Pittsburgh? Let's go ahead and find out. So right now, my teams that I would put him on are the Oakland Raiders, the New York Jets, and the Chicago Bears. All these teams could really use his help. Um, and now we are going to go and look at the Steelers roster. I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin would want to avoid that, um, getting Des Bryant. I don't think it's something that he would be really fond of. But at the end of the day, it's the general manager's decision. Um, so we're going to look. I know they have Juju Smith-Schuster. They have uh, Antonio Brown already. So they have, already have a good wide receiving core. Um and they also have Tyson Alualu on defense. Let me see. And the Steelers are not what they used to be, man. I, I'm disappointed. I, I really want them to, you know, pick back up. Especially when they have stars like Antonio Brown and Ryan Chase here. I, I like, want them to be a good team. Um, anybody else on the receiving core that I recognize? I've heard of Darius Hayward Bay, uh, but I haven't, you know, really watched him. Stevon Ridley was a good running back while he was at LSU. I'm, I'm actually glad that they got him at that. On that team. Roethlisberger has been in the league forever. He is going to retire soon. And there's an ad right in the middle of this. Fitzgerald Toussaint. What position does he play? I forget. Was he a wide receiver? He was a running back. He was, he was fantastic in his college career. I remember... Uh, he was like a nightmare whenever Notre Dame would play against him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Steelers have some good pieces around them. If they wanted to add another player to their receiving core, I, I don't see why they couldn't add uh, add Des Bryant. Uh, but those are, those are the teams that I would like to see him 
be on because I think that he could give them a lot of help. So we have the New York Jets, the Oakland Raiders, the Chicago Bears, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are my four. Um, and that's one-eighth of the league right there. So that gives him some options. Now, whether he gets signed to these teams or not is going to depend on the teams themselves. Uh, personally, if I wanted to see him in one of these locations, let's see, where would I want him? New York, Oakland, Pittsburgh, or Chicago. Um, I'm going to go with New York with my first with my first option because you have Sam Darnold. That's really exciting. You have um, a young receiver core that needs a lot of help. Uh, you know there there is potential to regrow that team. You have Teddy Bridgewater off of the bench. You just need to add some more pieces to your team, um, and then you'll start to win some more games. Now. Uh, I could see him going to Oakland. I think that would be a good move if they gave him a contract. Uh, and I, I just want to see Des Bryant sign, sign with the team. There's a lot of you know skill there. Um, he just has to let that skill over his ego. Um, how that's going to work out, I'm not sure. But I am hoping that he figures something out soon. Um, so with that being said, that is the end of this episode of the Winner's Circle podcast. Again, I apologize for how brief it was. Um, in the future, these episodes are going to be longer. Lately, I haven't been as organized as I have before. Um, just the NBA offseason was really exciting. And ever since that, sports news has kind of died down a little bit. Uh, so... That That is all for today. Um, if you did like it, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a favorite if you're on the Anchor app. Um, leave me a review. Tell me what I could do better, what you would like to hear on the show. Um, if you like what you're hearing from the show, please uh, write that because every recommendation helps. It helps you know get the news of the show uh, to different people who might not hear it otherwise. Um if you do want to follow me on my personal social media, I am at flex underscore Luther 96 on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, it's all caps if you're looking on Twitter. It's going to be lowercases if you're on Instagram or Snapchat. As for the podcast itself, it's at Winners Cirque Pod, uh, capital W I, capital W, lowercase I N N E R S, capital C, lowercase I R C capital P, lowercase O-D, on Twitter. And if you're looking on Instagram, it is all lowercases. Um, if you, uh, We also have a Tumblr page, which is winnerscircpod.tumblr.com. Um, I've been Josh Garman. If you, uh, if you like this episode, just, you know, please show your support for it because everything helps. I hope you sports lovers have a fantastic day, and that's it for this episode. Have a nice, have a wonderful rest of the night. Goodbye.